You are listening to Arts Underground here on 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio. I'm your host, Katie Ganaway. Funny You Should Ask is back today with a really funny dude, Josh Beard. Hello, Josh. Hi, nice to see you. Good to see you, too. So we are going to start out with where you grew up. Where are you from? East Limestone, Alabama. Born in Athens and uh, went to school in East Limestone. Okay, what was it like out there? Uh, how did you get an interest, your first interest in comedy? I got my first interest in comedy really early on. I don't want to say exactly how old I was, but it was younger than I should have been to start watching, you know, George Carlin and Richard Pryor <laughs> and people like that. For the most part, if it wasn't a cartoon, I didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only real kind of entertainment that I could handle was these comedians that would get on TV and just talk and be funny and uh kind of been fascinated ever since who sort of grasped your attention the most do you have a specific influence in comedy there's a lot that i love but if i had to pick one and i mean gun to my head it would be george carlin (laughs) okay why is that how does he resonate with you his honesty his ability to see through the BS. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And and how has he and the other people you find funny sort of shaped your style of comedy? Well, I'm still pretty new into it, you know? I'm yeah, because your, your thing, like, you have a persona on stage. You know, you get I up do. with a T-shirt with cut-off sleeves and, mm-hmm. you know, shades and everything. But you are you seem to sort of be shaping that into what? What would you say? I don't even know how to answer that yet. You know, I'm playing as I go along. I'm trying to be more animated mm-hmm. when I'm on stage. I'm trying to cut loose a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been a little bit reserved so far. So I'm trying to kind of break out of that shell, I'm kind of working at it as I go along. You've obviously done a few gigs by this point. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your first one, what that was like? My first one was a Straight to L. It was the Homegrown Comedy Show. It's been going on for around 10 years here in Huntsville. Hosted by Matthew Tate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was uh, very excited to be a part of it. And, you know, I was very nervous waiting for uh, my time to go up on stage. And when they finally called my name, I went up in front of the audience and looked out at the biggest crowd I'd seen thus far Mm -hmm. and uh, completely froze. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I... uh, I couldn't move. I couldn't speak for about 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then uh, somebody, God bless them, somebody in the back started cheering. And that got the whole crowd going, and that loosened me up, and I was able to relax Mm -hmm. and tell my jokes and get some laughs and enjoy it. So it was a pretty good first experience. That does sound really encouraging to make you want to come back and do it again because you got that kind of support. From right. the audience, right? right? So I do want to know, how do you sit down and, and write a set out? Like, do you have to watch a couple of Netflix specials or do you have these ideas just based out of your own head, like organically? The second one, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, sometimes I'll make a set list. Mm-hmm. And go on stage with that, and sometimes I'll just kind of fill it out as I go along. It so you just, can wing it? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, okay. On a good night. I think it's mostly out of my own head. You know, I try to watch crowd reactions and see how everybody else does, and 
you know, try to build my set based off that sometimes, but mm-hmm. most of the time I'll have a set list in mind with uh, a couple of keywords to uh, kind of get me pointed in the direction I want to go, and mm-hmm. then I'll try to play with it from there. It's interesting to see the difference in how comedians go up there and, and remember the chronology of how their jokes go because I do see you know somebody who has a a piece of note paper you know with little keywords like you said or they have their phone but the people who go up there with nothing at all (laughs) I revere those people what do you think it takes to get to that point practice and repetition and how often would you say uh budding comedian would have to get out there and do open mics and like how often would you say that needs to happen in order to get to that point Uh, i can only speak for myself Mm -hmm. and uh i've been taking a break from the stage you know for the past seven months right but uh when i first started out i was hitting it pretty hard and i was hitting the mics i was doing zoom mics Mm -hmm. during the big shutdown Right. Uh, so I was staying up till you know midnight, one o'clock. Yeah. Doing Zoom mics with people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was grinding really hard, but um, at some point I kind of hit a wall, mm-hmm. and the repetition wasn't really helping me anymore. And mm-hmm. I think I hit a certain point where I just needed to stop and uh, live life a little bit, so I could get back into it. Yeah. I needed, you know, building blocks to build the bridge. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about that. Is that okay? Yeah. You did mention that you had taken, you know, some time off. Mm-hmm. Um and that was I understand to be for recovery. Mm-hmm. Um would you like to talk about that a little bit, Josh? Well, about 7 months ago, <laughs> I had a uh little bit of a breakdown. Mhm. Had to take some time off work. It was recommended by my doctor that I go to a facility for a couple of weeks to a month mm-hmm. and try to get better. And I was actually packing up and getting ready to go. And uh, my roommate, who is practically my brother, right before we headed off to Tennessee, he was like, well, why don't you come with me to AA just one time? Let's just check it out. Mm. And... uh I went, and I really liked what people were saying in there. Mm. Um, I had actually already decided to quit drinking before I walked into the AA house. But after I went in there and talked to a bunch of other alcoholics and was able to see things from the perspective of people that had been through it, through a lot of the things that I've been through, people that deal with a lot of the mental quirks that I have, Mm. I decided that it would be better for me just to go to AA instead of going off to a mental health facility. And now you're you're sort of going back out into the scene, like attending comedy shows and sort of right. building not, that strength back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of dipping my toes in the water. Yeah. Easing back out there. Yeah. Because you're trying to avoid those destructive habits, but you are surrounded by people who, you know, still drink and... and maybe partake in other things, and how do you sort of keep that sobriety? It seems like a possible difficult thing to do. For me, mm-hmm. to be honest, it, it just 
it doesn't bother me to be around it at all. The way I see drinking is I've already drank my fair share and then some. And it is. It's different to be in a bar and not be drinking, but it's also really fun to people watch and see everybody else drink. So (laughs) So everybody go from A to B. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or sometimes from from B to C to D. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. you know, and always when you see somebody go too far and start falling off the chairs and mm-hmm. being belligerent and this, that, and the other thing, it's like, oh, yeah, I used to do that. You have a lot of support in the comedy scene around here in Huntsville and a lot of good friends who, you know, you can rely on and who are obviously supporting your journey yeah. <laughs> back back into society, you know. Can you talk about what that transition has been like to come back yeah, it's time to start mm-hmm. being what, around people again. At so least. what's that transition been like to sort of go from, okay, I need to deal with this myself to, okay, I feel comfortable coming back? It's been a lot of fun. It's uh, Everything's new, you mm-hmm. know. It's, I'm not weighed down by all the, you know, alcoholism isn't just drinking too much. It's a, mm-hmm. It's a plethora of negative emotions and feelings and a whole bunch of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So to be able to, you know, come back and see everybody tell their jokes again with, you know, and be able to hear them with a clear head and just appreciate everybody. Mm -hmm. It's been a really good experience. And uh, I've actually done a couple of improv shows at Shenanigans, and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think improv is helping me with my stand up. Yeah. Just about as much as anything else has. So I've, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, talk about that because you do have that connection to shenanigans and improv. How is that helping you sort of become a better comedian, as you said you wanted to become uh, earlier? Well, that just that's more of the loosening up on stage stuff. Mm-hmm. Improv is really silly. It's really fun. It's mm-hmm. a lot of moving around. You know, it's a lot of swapping characters. And it's all off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of building up some muscles in my head that I hadn't really worked on before. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Like an extra skill set almost. Yeah. 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 To you, Josh, what is a good sense of humor? Is it more subjective or objective? Like, does it really depend on the person? Or do you think that a good sense of humor can be had by anybody and it looks kind of uniform? That is a good question. You know, in a perfect world, yeah, everybody could have a good sense of humor mm-hmm. and uh, everybody could take jokes as what they are right. and let them just be jokes. The truth is, you know, not everybody's going to like everything. I think to be the best comedian I can be, eventually I'm going to make somebody mad. <laughs> the fair, I, fair. I, and that's just a part of it that I've accepted and... Mm-hmm. If somebody doesn't like me or what I say or my sense of humor or my comedy, thankfully, I'm friends with like 50 or 60 comedians that are all different and mm-hmm. all have something different to offer. Right. So there's a flavor out there for you. And doing improv, I would think, would help you sort of recover from somebody, you know, maybe heckling you or being upset. Like you could easily transition to something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It could help you think on your feet a or little bit. Ruin or ruin their day. Or ruin their day. Yeah. You know? Whichever. So. Depends on who they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's subjective. Um, 
Full circle. <laughs> Tell me what your ultimate comedy goal is. Like, do you want to see your name in lights? Do you want to be on a tour? Do you want to have your name on a Netflix special? Like, what do you want? I got one. You have your name on a Netflix special? No, 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 no. I have a, I have a big unobtainable I know, I know. goal. No, I okay. do not have a Netflix special. Well, why is it unobtainable? Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. So, you know, Netflix would be nice. Awards mm-hmm. are nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Carlin went to the Supreme Court oh, yeah. because of some stuff he said. I think if at some point I'm not put in front of a federal judge because <laughs> of my mouth, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> What do you hope the topic is going to be in front of this federal judge? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't care. Oh, okay. As a comedian, what, though. Whatever. Yeah. As a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah preferably as a comedian. Not just in general. Preferably. But, I mean, I'd take it. Right, right. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, okay. it's, it's not going to sound as cool if it's for something I said on Facebook. Right. But. I'm going to end it with a few questions for extra questions for you. Uh, the first being, do you have any hidden talents or unique hobbies? Josh Beard. Absolutely not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's, I sit around and think about stuff. So, you know, that's that's fair. What comedians are you watching right now? That could be local comedians, comedians in the southern region, could be on TV. Like, who are you really into right now? As far as local comedians go, there's too many to name. I'd feel bad yeah. for leaving somebody out. But, right, right. Uh, I will say that Huntsville is very lucky as far as comedy goes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent here. Yeah. A lot of very funny people. Who makes you laugh the most in your life? You can't say yourself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, you could say you yourself know, if no, you want I, to. I'm going to get sad for a second and say that yeah. uh, I'm going to have to give that honor to my dog that I buried a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he, Rush. Yeah, he made me laugh mm-hmm. all the time, no oh. matter what. He was the Do funniest have, dog in the world. Do you have a good memory of him making you laugh? Oh, man, he had these... It was like a little ball, but it was it was made to look like human teeth. So all he had to do was pick them teeth up and just look at me with his mouth like <laughs> every time. A big every old time. smile. <laughs> I mean, a family member could have just died. Oh and my he could god! Pick the, he could pick them teeth up. Right. It's like, oh, well, all right, that's funny. <laughs> all your troubles just washed away. Just gone. Josh, is there anything else that you'd like to add today before we go? Uh, Not right now. Just thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Well, thank you for being here, and I wish you well on your comedy excursion in this world. Yes, of course.